Hey, welcome back to the Big Red Zone. We are very excited for today's show. We have a very special guest, co-host of the Compound and minor league uh, player for the Chicago Cubs. Zach Short is here. We're going to talk to him about him all about his career, uh, our time together that we spent in Brockton, uh, his trip through the minors, and even talk about how the Red Sox struggles and this uh, NBA playoff start today. So we'll do our brackets for this upcoming playoff push. All that and more on this week's episode of the Big Red Zone. Welcome to the podcast. It's Big Red Zone. I'm your host, Big Red. We are coming from, to you remotely today. James cannot be here with us today, so we're doing it from our houses. Uh, I, we do have producer John here, and we have a very special guest. Um, he is a plays for AAA, if we did have AAA season for the Chicago Cubs, and he's a good longtime friend. Zach Short's here. Welcome, Zach. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited. Now, I've known Zach. I think you played in Brockton in 2015. Is that 14. Correct? 14. 14. Yeah. All blend together. We, yeah, right. So, um, and obviously, you've had a crazy journey since then. So, um, we just wanted to jump in and start talking about back when we met in 2014 at the Rocks. Uh, just some of your experiences there and then some of the times c that we had together too. Cause I have a couple memories from that summer that were, yeah, that was, uh, that was great. You know, that was my first summer ball experience and, you know, Brockton was obviously the best stadium, best fan base in that league. So, you know, we were really lucky and, you know, we became close. I started helping you out, me and Jake Barada, you know, yeah because Steve's our clubby and, you know, we were helping him out do laundry if we had late games and things like that. And yeah, I mean, kind of started that probably a few weeks in. And then since then we kind of got pretty close from it. And, you know, I still talked to a few of those guys and that was an awesome summer. That was a great team. And I think you're right. Like all those late nights, like we'd uh, have to do like cleanups and stuff like that. And I remember, um, it wasn't really so much that I remember why it was towards the end of the year. I don't know if you remember this. It was with um, Starkey and Miola, and it was me and you. And I think it was just an early day. I don't remember, like, what it was. And we were playing baseball in the clubhouse. Do you remember In that? the locker room. Clubhouse oh, yeah. Baseball. I remember that. And we were just ripping. Like, I think it was tennis balls, but we were just ripping tennis, even, like, in probably, like, what would you say, like a 20-foot space? Oh, yeah. It wasn't It, was, it wasn't huge, but it was just – it was so much fun. Yeah. And we were just ripping them off the wall. Like, it was definitely not a smart call by us at all, but it was, it was, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I remember that. And there was a lot of those – like, I feel like that summer ball in general, there's so many, like, of those – like just fun times. I know we had oh, an yeah. all-star game that year when you were there and you yep. made the all-star team. So summer ball, summer ball is a grind though. Yeah. Right. Especially in that, in the summer ball is a grind. So right. Oh yeah. With that travel for sure. And their season so long, you guys play, I mean, not this year. Obviously, yeah, that is right. Uh, definitely. Uh, like this year was shorter because of COVID, but normally it's like what sixty games or something like that. It's like twenty more games. Something like that, right? League. So, are you guys are, are you guys still playing? 
Uh, we just – we're still playing, but they're only doing two teams in the playoffs. And last night we had to win to, like, make the playoffs, and we lost. So they got two uh, more uh, games, and, but they're out of it right now. I think it's – Worcester, I think, is pretty much all but locked up the one seed, and then Nashua just beat us yesterday for the two seed. Uh, gotcha. But it was a it was a tough day yesterday. It was all rain. It was just like uh, miserable. Right. Um, but I don't know. I, as you said, like summer ball is a blast. Is there any like memories from that season that you like stick out to you that were like fun and? Oh yeah, I mean we had such a good team. You know, like we said, um, you know, Kale Giddings comes to mind. Like that guy just brought the energy every single day. Literally one of the nicest humans I've ever met in my life. Uh, and. You know, it's so great about summer ball. You play with guys literally all over the country. You know, it's like pro ball, how it is now. You know, you're playing with so many different backgrounds. And, you know, for me, that being my first summer ball, you know, the way that Chris English ran the whole thing, it was just – it's something that will be in my mind forever. You know, it, we had so much fun. You know, we got close to all the front office guys. You know, Stark and Miola and I still talk a few times a month. And, you know, you really you don't get that very often from what I've gathered with a bunch of guys. Um but, I mean, yeah, we were so lucky to have that team. And, you know, every day, you know, somebody brought the energy. Everybody brought it. And it was just, like I said, you know, one of the best summers I've had that I can definitely remember. Yeah, that that's something about Brock. I think just a testament to Brockton in general. Like, they always have, like, that close family tie. And, I, I to be honest, I haven't been in other summer ball teams, locker right. rooms and stuff like that. But just seeing how they run stuff and – I know that, like, you know, obviously we still talk. I know I, t- I haven't talked to him in a little bit, but Murata and I keep in touch. Yep. Like, I think there's always, like, a couple people. And obviously you guys who played together, you all keep in touch consistently. And oh yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I can't speak for other teams, but I don't think I've seen that in other – like, I don't know if that actually happens with other summer ball teams at the college level. Mm-hmm. Right. For sure. You know, obviously it's a long season. You play a 60 game season in, you know, um, college too. Then you go playing summer ball, another 60 games. And, you know, by that time you're ready to go home and, you know, we were fighting for a playoff spot and nobody really wanted to leave for the most part. You know, it was just such a blast. Yeah. And it's like, they do it right there. I mean, they treat it like a professional team. And I think that's the other thing about Brockton is they kind of prepare you for that for the guys that are like you that made that step to a professional organization, it's kind of treated like that in the futures league for that part in general. Like they treat it like it's a professional league. Right. Which that's what it is for sure. Player development and it gets you guys prepared. Absolutely. Uh, especially, you know, that's what we felt like, especially with that club. House and those fans. Yeah, they did. And I, I, I can't, obviously this year they don't have, fans in the stands but um i think you guys got right. really good crowds especially for that all-star game and um yeah that guy, for sure that guy that came who was at to the all-star game that was um he did the youtube videos and um domingo Ayala. oh domingo Ayala. that was so funny right yeah like, that was awesome that little stuff that was great remember for the rest of your life that was like he was just hilarious um so from Absolutely. Rockton, I think I, if I remember correctly, like as soon as our season ended, you actually got a Cape League contract 
or a little close to when our season ended, you got a Cape League contract the next summer, right? Yeah, yeah. I was actually, actually you know, to me probably about halfway during our season because they needed a shortstop, and I was slotted to go there next year, but I ended up staying with you guys, um, which I ultimately was the right decision for sure. Um, but, yeah, that next summer I went to the Cape um, and also a great, you know, such a great summer with the host family and everything. Um, you know, I've gotten really lucky with my two summer balls that I played, you know, becoming from the Brockton and then going to Chatham. Uh, I mean, a lot of guys don't get that summer ball experience that I had. And it was just second to none. Um, you know, again, those guys that I, there's a handful of guys that I talked to from both teams still. And, you know, I've heard from some guys where they don't talk to anybody. So, I mean, I'm extremely lucky to have those opportunities that we played in, you know, just, you don't really know what you're going to get when you're going to summer ball. Um, you know, you hope that you have some teams that you recognize on the, uh, on your roster. And then it's basically you know, going to a whole other, you're never going to see half the guys again after two months. And, you know, if you stick with those guys, you talk to them here and there, it's, it's pretty lucky. Yeah. And I, I, I was, you know, I don't remember how your season went with Chatham, but you had a pretty, I know you had a very successful year in Brockton. I think you followed that up with, uh, yeah, I, uh, I started out hot in the, in, in the Cape and then, you know, kind of struggled towards the middle and the end. I couldn't really figure it out. Um, which kind of, you know, hurt my draft stock a little bit, but I mean, again, that the experience that I had just, you know, outweighed the playing. Yeah. And after that, after that Cape season, you went and had uh, played at school and then you got drafted. I remember you getting drafted because that was really exciting for us. Um, I can't, I'm sure it was more exciting for you, but yeah. <laughs> it was for you getting drafted. Uh, for sure. It was like, I was happy to see you. And I, I think you and who we've had on the show, Jake Fishman got drafted the yeah. same year. Yeah. And it was cool to see you guys. Cause you, well deserving. You guys were awesome. So it was nice to see you two get drafted, and you got drafted by a great franchise as well. So that helps. Yeah, for sure. Which is kind of you know hurting me right now, where their team is so good that uh, there's not too much, too many opportunities for me to slide my name in there. But I've I've been very fortunate and lucky so far, so I can't really complain. Um, so I'm just curious to hear about like you know we've heard different experiences, but what was your experience with rookie ball and like moving your way up through the minor leagues. Cause that's, that's a grind in itself to move up oh, yeah. through all those different levels. And especially like you said, in a very good organization. So yeah, for sure. You know, rookie ball is kind of what you expect it to be. It's almost like, you know, I'm not saying it's little league, but everybody there is so raw for the most part, you know, there's a bunch of guys, you know, who are just nowhere to the United States for the first time speak very minimal English. You know, you become close with them. English, they teach you Spanish, which is a blast, you know, mm -hmm. and it's cool to see those kind of guys, you know, you see them when they're 16, 17, 18 years old, work their way up into stars. You know, you see them when they're that young, you're like, okay, that guy's going to be an all-star when he figures it out, you know, but you know, yeah, working your way up, it, it just, as you would think it's in any, any other sport, you know, the higher you go, the bigger, stronger everybody gets. And, you know, you have to kind of adapt or die with, whatever position you're playing, you know, figure out a way to stick out, do your strength, work for, focus on your weaknesses, obviously, but, you know, but it is what you make of it. You know, you, you could sit there and sulk while you're in rookie ball and just get moved up where, you know, 
obviously it's easier for me to, to say that I moved up pretty quick, but you know, I see guys get stuck in there for a while and themselves, but you know, for the most part, you know, coming through the organization that I did with the Cubs, it's, they don't really allow that, you know, they'll, the way that they run things, you know, you want to keep going, you know, you know, the way that, you know, they portray Wrigley field and the big leagues, it's like, you want to get there as fast as you can. And that sticks with you, you know, and it's not, I like that. Two of my best friends are playing, they're in other organizations and they don't have that luxury where, you know, they're not winning at all costs. That's how we were brought up in the minor leagues you know, like win every game where, you know, other minor leagues is for development, obviously. But, you know, when you're winning in every league, you know, it makes it makes that moving up that much sweeter. And obviously, like you said, I, I like what you said about the championship and like winning every, that's the franchise that you brought up. Like you're taught to win from, a, from the first level you get there. I'm sure like where you are now, where you're playing with guys, like you were on the, you're on the 40 man, you're playing with guys in spring training, like Rizzo and right. I love right. the picture of you. And uh, it was one of my favorite pictures. You and uh, you know what I'm going to say? Yeah. Dude. Oh yeah. Brian, that was like a, that was all awesome. right. Yeah. Like, and you're playing with all these guys. It's, you know, it's probably you're learning from just as much from them too. Like that. Leadership. Yeah. It's, for sure, you know, because when they got we got drafted in 16, my draft class, and they won the World Series that year, and that's kind of just been the taste of your mouth since we got there, and it was awesome. You know, it's like okay, you you know what you're striving for, where you know if you came up in a different organization, you know that they haven't won in a while, you're like, all right, you know, it, it it's just different, you know, from what I from what other organizations, but yeah, you know. To get close with guys, like, I'm, I'm close with Ian Howe. And, you know, we've played golf before, you know, with Schwarber, played with him. And, you know, to pick their brain during those four and a half hours or so, it's, pre it's pretty cool. You know, you can't, you can't value that. It's just it's an experience and it's uh, – So talk to us a little bit about your time – at spring training this year with the big league club because you're on the 40 man so you got to you know play in those spring training games practice with those guys the big league level yeah uh, um i was in yeah so i was in big league camp last year which was which was awesome you know just to see those guys go about their work and you know this year kind of got to know a little bit the guys a little bit better you know so i was a little bit more comfortable but again i think the biggest thing i wish a lot of people could see you know younger guys is you know how the superstars still go about their cage routine and their, their, you know, their on the field defense work. It's just, it, it makes you, you know, they're like little kids, you know, and it's, they're, you know, those guys who were 10 years in the bigs taking, you know, one hand ground balls or one hand off, off a tee and BP, you know, it's just, you know, it's rewarding to see those guys still do those little things. And, you know, spring training was awesome this year. Obviously got cut short, which was weird. Um, I think, I got optioned the day before we got shut down. So it was like double trouble. You know, I was like, I got sent down. I'm like, Jesus, man. And then we get, we get shut down. And it's like, I'm not going to play baseball for months. Yeah. That's, that must've been terrible. Like we were talking about it with um, fishy and he was saying the same thing. Like one minute you're like in a hotel room, ready to like start right, right. early season. And then the next year on a plane home. So it's like, for sure. Um, now we kind of mentioned it before with, um, you know, obviously you were playing with, uh, KB and you were playing with Rizzo. 
Um, is there any fun moments with those guys or uh, Ian Happ? Like any yeah, fun moments sure. with those guys that you come to mind in your short time playing with them? Yeah, this year was fun. You know, Rizzo doesn't really do too much early work with, you know, um, for defense. You know, me and a few younger guys do it every day. I just like to get my day started with it. And it's funny because this guy has a few platinum gold gloves or gold gloves, platinum gloves, you know, and he doesn't really do the early work. He just gets on the field and, you know, we kind of have like an inside joke. We were like, we were at the dinner one night and, you know, I always say it to Ian Hap, we're pretty close, you know, like these hands don't sleep, man. Like I don't think, I don't have to do that early work and just kind of joking, you know, and then Riz, he comes to early work one day. He's like, come on, man, these hands don't sleep. You know, we just had a bunch <laughs> of fun during the early work with our coaches. Um, kind of got to know him pretty well. Um, and then this, when we got shut down, Ian Hap offered us, offered me and another guy to live with him. Cause we didn't, you know, we didn't expect the pandemic to, you know, shut everything down for that long. So we were out in Arizona for a while. So got really close with him. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it's just been cool, you know, to kind of get those, get to know a bunch of those guys, you know, on different level year in, year out. And, um, Right now, being you're on the forty man, you're in. Are you in like the taxi squad type thing? Or no, uh, no. Unfortunately, I'm not right now. Um, so you know how the sixty man pool works. You can only have so many guys, and yeah. you know, obviously, the Cubs right now they don't really need position player help. You know, their concerns is in the bullpen. So I had a call with with a few front office guys when the rosters were made. You know, they're telling me to stay ready and everything. Um, just frustrating now i'm not there but it is you know like it's out of my control it is what it is but right you know still working out still hitting all the time um but you know it's, it's also nice to be home during this time uh you know my youngest brother's off to college this week so i really wouldn't have been able to see him my other brother just left again so you know it's been fun to play some golf at home you know i don't really get that opportunity much um so yeah you know i'm not gonna sit and sulk about it but mm-hmm. obviously i wish i would be playing right now but it is what it is we were uh it's funny you mentioned like the family time. Like we were talking, we talked about that with a lot of people and like, it's weird to have that extra family time, especially during like the shutdown. Like a lot right, of guys, for sure. a lot of guys are in like training camp or in their season or they're getting ready to go into their season. So it's like, right. I'm sure it's nice to have that time at home. Like you said, with your brother, who's just about to go out to school and right. I mean, and that's, you know, we've golfed so much. We've, you know, we stay competitive in that sense. And we just spend a lot of time, you know, every day we kind of wake up, do our own thing. And then we'll meet at the golf course at some point and play, you know, it's, it's, it just makes you feel like a kid again, you know, right. playing your brothers and stuff, but yeah, yeah you know, it, take the positives out of it. It's been nice to be home, but obviously I'd like to be playing for sure. Yeah. And the other part that you're keeping your time busy with is you're in a podcast as well with, uh, Ian Happ and who's the other Dakota Mekis. He's one of my best friends that we got drafted together. So it's kind of, it's weird. You know, when we moved into the house in Arizona with Ian, you know, the first thing he said to us, Hey, we're starting a podcast. You know, and I was naive. I was like, why? Like, we don't really have anything interesting to talk about. Me not knowing, you know, how big of a fan base, you know, Ian Happ has with the Cubs, you know, mm-hmm. the Cubs, you know, the best fans, you know, they have so many fans everywhere. And, you know, they just kind of ran with it. And it's been cool. We've had some really cool guests, you know, even, you know, some of the Cubs, you get to know them even better. Um, but yeah, it's been cool. You know, I had never done something like this before. So to kind of do something like that out of my, out of my element, you know, being more vocal on social media, putting my own face out there. I wasn't really a huge fan with fan of it, you know, retweeting things of myself. Um, 
but now, you know, you kind of building your own brand at the same time. Like Ian is so good at it, you know, like, right. As soon as he's done with baseball on the field, he kind of flushes it and, you know, go into, he goes into business mode Ian, where he's trying to get sponsors, you know, he's doing things with the podcast and it's cool to see a major league baseball player kind of just tone out baseball as soon as he, as soon as he leaves the field and, he, you know, he has his mind on other things, you know, where someone like me, you know, a younger guy, it's like, it's on my mind all the time. If I had a bad game, you know, I'm sure obviously he's thinking about it, but it's nice for him to, to see him, you know, kind of flush it and move on. It is, it is like, it's such a, it's like, I know for us and we have, you know, we obviously don't have as close to a fan base as Ian and you and right. uh, your pot podcast. And it is, it's like, with between like the tweeting and stuff and like we live tweet some games and we, you know, we're trying to keep it up to date on social media. We got to for like topics and stuff. It's like, it's another world and it's something. It really that, is. Right. Right. You want to have the fans like interested in it and you're like, right. you know, what's going to, you know, what's going to drive our fans to listen, you know? And it's like, is that a good idea? Is it not? And it, it's just kind of what hits. If it hits, it hits. If it doesn't, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. And it's like, the other thing is like, you made like, we've had some things like we'll try and it will work this one time and then we'll try it again. And it doesn't have nearly the same response. So it's like, it's such like a, I don't want to say like a cat and mouse game, but it's like such like a but it is, process. It is. Yeah. Right. Right. It is. If something works, you roll with it until it kind of dies down and you kind of make another topic that people hopefully will buy into. Right. It, it is. It's it, And we've been going on, I think James and I started this last had to be last September or October. So we're coming up on close to a year. That's and awesome. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy to see like how we've evolved into where we are now. Oh yeah. And you know, everything kind of flows a little bit better once you keep moving. Right. And the increase of people that listen to like, you know, we started our first episode was big. Cause obviously, you know, you right. saw your friends and family and they all listened right. to the first one. And then, but to see from like the couple after their first one to now, and we have like that right. consistent fan base, we have that interaction on Instagram and Twitter. Like, it's crazy to think like it's been a year and especially for how many months of it, we had no sports during it and we're a sports. And podcast, you're just so. making things up, right? Yeah. That's what, you know, it's, it's easier for us when we're with Ian, he can talk about what happened behind the scenes and the games and everything. And that's kind of a hit in its own where fans love to hear the behind the scenes stuff. I, a fun fact about I don't know Ian Hap, but I I for the show I play MLB the show and he's like yeah. one of my I I you know how in two K you have that player that you just Oh yeah. Oh yeah out with same thing. Ian Hap's my guy. Like he That's he's, a... he's in the home run derby every year, he's an all star. He, he's like That's awesome. Yeah. So you tell tell him he's my favorite player on oh, the show. Oh absolutely. Will um, do. I had from a personal uh, perspective, just one more Cubs story. I, I don't know if you had it. You probably have, um, but being from Boston, you know, Rossi and uh, Lester, like, is there any like interactions? Obviously Rossi's the manager, but, and played, you know, so, right. but I didn't know if you had any interactions with those guys and any you know, fun stories with them. I kind of talked to Rossi in the last spring training a little bit because he was just, you know, he was around spring training for a little while. So it was cool to kind of have a background with him when I got to spring training this year. Um, but Lester, I haven't really talked to him too much. Um, hi, here and there. I don't, you know, it's kind of intimidating, yeah. obviously. You know, <laughs> me being a young guy, he has 
close to 15 years in the show, whatever it is. But yeah. another guy from that team is Mike Napoli, and he's with the Cubs too. He's oh, yeah. Uh, like a yeah, he's like a quality assurance coach. So we got we I got pretty close with him this spring training. We'd hit a few times a week um, during spring training in the morning. Um, and I mean, he's just a perfect guy for that team. You know, they all have, have the same camaraderie together, and that's why I think they're so hot right now. It's like. You know, obviously nothing was wrong with Joe Madden. You know, I don't have any personal experiences with him, but from hearing from them, you know, that team, it's just, you know, they needed a change and somebody who they're familiar with, like Rossi, um, just kind of, they just hit the ground running with him. And that's kind of what it looks like it's going to be for the rest of the year, hopefully. And we're kind of seeing that like shift in like baseball in general with managers, like, you know, with core, even though core was obviously left this past year with the Sox, but you're seeing that more common like Kapler uh, uh, yeah cap and uh core we're seeing these young guys aaron boone like we're seeing these former players that were just out either like with the last 10 years played in the last 10 years like guys like, like when brockton was starkey like he was young enough where you guys could connect with him like right have exactly instead of the dinosaur coaches that have been for like 50 years. Nah, and I actually, Joe Madden is one of my favorite managers in the league, like in baseball, but, and he actually does a good job at connecting with young guys, but those sure. younger guys that played within the last decade and like have been like just recently got out of that routine and know what you guys are going through. Right. That is just, I think you guys absolutely better. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you just connect like what you said when we had Starkey and those younger coaches. You know, obviously there's there's nothing wrong with older coaches, but right. you know, if you can connect with the players a little bit more, that's just another something you got under your belt where you're ready up one nothing in some sense. Yeah. Um well I'm excited. I know uh hopefully we get a little we get back to normal next season. I know this season's pretty nuts with like yeah, how everything's sure. going down and I feel like it's, you know, it's kind of a walking on thin ice. You never know at any moment it could be shut down, but I hope next year, you know, I hope to see you in a Cubs uniform. Yeah, absolutely, man. uh, That's that's the, that's the dream right there. um, Real quick, before we move on to the next part of our show, um, can uh, just a plug where they can find like you and your, your podcast is called the compound. So like where they can find stuff on that. Yeah. The compound podcast, you know, I don't want to take any views from you guys, but yeah, you know, we're on Apple podcasts. We're on Spotify. Um, you know, my, my social media is out there just act short. Um, and then we, you know, we're always tweeting stuff about the compound, a few giveaways and everything like that. So sharing is caring. Exactly. There we go. Um, now you grew up in New York from, um, so growing up, I forget, were you a Yanks fan growing up? Or were no, you a, I was a Mets fan. I was Mets a Mets fan. fan growing up. That's why we got along so well. Yeah, um, right. So I know, I don't know if you've been, obviously, I mean, it's, I think at this point, like news everywhere, but the Red Sox are having a historically bad year. From your position, like, I think it's pretty obvious, but it, like, what do you think is like the major problem that's just like, why they can't figure it out. And like every night we're getting blown out every time. And it's like, yeah, you know, obviously I don't know, but you know, I, on the outside looking in, I feel like, you know, that Mookie Betts trade kind of just took the sales where that, you know, just kind of hit some guys in the gut. It's like a gut punch, you know, you're, 
you guys are always in the playoffs. You're in the CS. You won the World Series, and it's just like, ugh, you know, like our best player, second or best player, whatever it is, is just gone, and and kind of just. You know, you didn't really expect it, you know, like there was always all, all this speculation, like he's going to go and then sign, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. I think when it happened, it was kind of like, oh, shit, you know, and then yeah. with everything with Cora happened, you know, it's just kind of one thing after another just snowballed. And, you know, it's tough, you know, this, it could, who knows if it was a longer season, they could have, you know, gelled a little bit better in spring training, you know, they didn't have two months off away from everybody and, you know, I don't know. I don't really know about their pitching situation, but I've seen, you know, they've been struggling there. Um, but it's big leagues are tough, man. It's just, you don't really know who's you know, like the Cubs have one of the best rosters and they missed the playoffs last year. Yeah. You know, it's just, you don't know what you're going to get. It's tough. Yeah. I think, you know, I've, I've talked to a few people about that and I think I'm sorry. I didn't think at first the Mookie trade and Mookie trade obviously had some effect on it, but I still believe like, I believe full, like wholeheartedly if he was here, I still don't think the Red Sox would be where they are. Like, right. I think they would be pretty close to it. Probably not as miserable as it would be. Because at least you could say we have Mookie for the next 13 years and we're like, we could build around right. him. But really, the pitching staff is just so bad. It's just like, it's not, it's every, I think I saw the other day, the Red Sox threw their 14th or 13th new starter of the year yesterday. It's like tell you what that'd be that'd be a good organization to be a prospect in right now. Yeah, a pitching arm and the, um, I I was in uh, with, worked with Pawtucket last year, and we just had um, oh, who's the young kid? He just pitched. He made his major league debut the other day. He kind of didn't. There was a bunch of errors that kind of screwed him up, but he gave up a ton of runs. But he, like, it's like you know, if you're an arm in that organization, you can like, it's right now. It's just like picking through anyone. They're just it, trying it's, to. It, it's tough, man. It, it really is. Especially, you know, you get up there and especially in this climate and situation where there's no fans, it's, it's tough. Yeah. And also offensively, like that was our biggest, like, I, I think I full, I said in the past, I think Mookie obviously helps your offensively, but their offense is still like top in the league. Like they still got exactly. Uh, JD. It just shows how much, right. They had so much depth and the new guys like Verdugo, who's been, I love Verdugo and I'm yeah, happy. he's on fire. Right. And he's making like, he just met, he had a huge gun down in left field. Like he made like a, like a bare hand play in left field and threw out someone at second last night. Like it was like good defensive plays. And obviously Jackie makes the plays too, but it's just pitching. I think it's like, so that's why I felt like if Mookie right. was here, I don't think it would be any different. But I, th I guess you're right. Like I think the wind kind of got knocked out of their sails Just a little bit. Exactly and, right. It's tough, it was, you know. Obviously, we're not there, but you know, it, it's that's what you would expect, kind of the feedback to be. Yeah, and I like we said going in like we were talking about just now you don't know we didn't know if like even when he got traded we were like oh Mookie's just gonna come back next exactly He's right not staying so obviously that's not happening and 13 year deal and you're like oh right that was the second gut punch every I think that hurt worse than the trade because I think we all right. kind of accepted the trade was coming and especially when it got declined and then like something happened with the medical and we had to exactly. redo the trade, so we were already okay with it, but not okay with it, but we the For sure. was a little lightened, but I think right. definitely that 13-year extension that was like definitely in the Red Sox ballpark was just 
it's tough. It's yeah. tough. I bet. Um, but you know, I, the silver lining is, I guess uh, they're going to get a good prospect for the first time. I think in my lifetime that I can remember, they're going to get a top 10 pick in the draft and hopefully right. draft an arm. That's going to be right. He'll future shoot arm. up the system. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and also I, to, to the Red Sox point, we didn't know if this, like, if, like you said, if there was spring training and you had a full season, you had time. You to never know. Right. Exactly. Erod e wouldn't have, you know, he got the coronavirus and that he has now, hopefully he has something like a heart condition and now or something. Right. Hopefully he's okay for sure. Yeah. So at that coronavirus also like that kind of screwed us up too. Cause right. You know, we lost our ACE and picture of the future going forward. So, right. Um, now we're, I know we're jumping around to a different sport now, but are you a big basketball fan by any chance? Yeah, you know, I'm not a huge one, but I like the Nets and like them growing up. Um, I don't think they have a, ch a remotely close to a chance in the first round. Um, you know, hope they don't get swept, but, you know, I'm kind of waiting for next year to be here with them. Yeah. How do you like the bubble? Have you been watching any of the Yeah, I think the that's all games? honestly like the best basketball we've seen in a while. You know, it's so personal. Yeah. Obviously, you know, basketball is a very personal sport in general, but – you know, it's like an AAU tournament again for those guys, and they're growing up playing. You know, it's yeah. and so much on the line. It's awesome to see guys like you know Dame and and Devin Booker just go bananas because that's how much they care about it. And it's I, I think watching basketball and even like I love the hockey also bubble. Yeah, I'm not I'm not really a big hockey guy, but but just the atmosphere of that it was. Um, it kind of reminds me of like a March Madness type feel, like right. It's, it's like, kind of like if you lose, you know, the, the sun, the Suns been eight, you know, and they still didn't make the playoffs. Right. So like, it, you really didn't see like for the Lakers. Obviously, the games weren't as important, and right, like, right. those like Bucks, like it wasn't as important. But those eight games going into it, you're like, ah, they're not really that big for most of the teams. They felt like really important to get into that right playoffs, right? For sure. Um. So. We were going to do something. James obviously uh, was going to join in, but he's not here today. We were going to do our bracket for the NBA season. So um, if you're cool, we'll just – we'll ask your – we'll go through like the left side, I guess the Western Conference first, first uh, round. We'll just do the first round of the playoffs and see yeah. what you guys think, what you think of uh, – so the first is Lakers and Trailblazers. What do you think? Who do you think gets that one? I think the Lakers, but you know, I think Dame could give that team some trouble, and even Melo, you know, with some experience. Um, I don't know. I just I don't see LeBron slowing down anytime soon. Yeah. If you had to guess, how many Lakers and what? I think six. Yeah, I had. Yeah. I actually had the Lakers in six as well. I think. I I'm a big fan of the Blazers team. That's like my Western. That's one of my Western conference teams that I like, like mm -hmm. the Dame and uh, CJ McCollum also big. Right. CJ yeah. McCollum he's he's a bad man for sure. And um, you know, uh, that whole team is just like compiled with a bunch of like guys that are really good, but don't really get that. Like Mello, the most, I think Mello is one of the most disrespected players of all. Like he's, a Oh yeah, famer. absolutely. Right. I mean, he couldn't get a team and you're like, come on. So you don't know if, well, you know, he might have some crazy energy coming into playoffs with a chip on his shoulder. You never know. 
Yeah, he could have a little extra juice going into that uh, first round. Right. I think that's why I think it's going to go six, but I do think the Lakers are going to – they just have – Right. They have every name in the book on that team, so I think they're going to win that one. Uh, right. Big big rivalry series, uh, Rockets OKC. That's going to be an interesting one to look at. Um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be tough with the Rockets because they don't have any bigs, and you know Stephen Adams is he, he might give them some trouble. Um, but I, I don't know. Ultimately, I it, how long is Russ going to be out for? Is he out for the first series? I think he's in. I haven't. I didn't hear he was okay. out. I don't think he's out. Okay. But... If Russ is in, what do you think? Okay, so then I, I, I think the Rockets. I think I want to say seven. I have I have the Thunder in seven. I want to because okay. I love I love the Thunder because they I do, I forget what it said on ESPN. ESPN gave them what a point oh four chance to make the playoffs to make the playoffs right or something like that. And. The fact that like CP3 and Steven Adams and Billy, like all of them have just uh, like raised that team from like a, like a top two draft pick to like a playoff team is pretty remarkable. So I'm giving so, it. Right. Exactly. It I, really is. Right. For sure. And I think we did uh, like the awards, like we debated who should win the awards uh, for the, like, you know, MVP coach of the year and stuff like that. And I said, Billy Donovan deserves it because everyone thought this team was going to be garbage in there now in the playoffs. So, um, so I, I'm going with them in seven. I don't hate. Yeah. You know, I see it going either way. We're obviously we're both in seven games, but yeah, it's, and it's close. Like the bubble is so weird because normally you can be like, all right, who's the home. Who's going to win the home team. Right. Exactly. Right. And now it doesn't matter. Like it's no, right best team wins. whoever creates the most energy right right and who knows i i the rockets have a tough team like combo with james harden and russ yeah i don't know i i think if i'll tell you if the rockets do lose that series they're gonna have some serious like thoughts going oh yeah on. they're gonna be right they got a lot of payroll built up in james harden and russ and if they right. can't win with those two guys i i don't know they need to rethink some um now the nuggets we have the nuggets and the jazz what do you think about that one i don't know too much about either of these teams but i'm gonna go with the nuggets in five probably yeah that's what i had too we're we're matching up pretty much yeah we are pretty close right um i just like that they're kind of the opposite of the rockets that's why it would have been fun to see they're huge right exactly (laughs) right Bull Bull and uh, yeah. I love Joker. Joker's one of my favorite players Joker's, in the league. No, Joker, I feel like he's so underrated. He is. He it's is. Just because I feel like she's on the Nuggets, she doesn't get the respect, you know, but I don't know. Right. I I don't know. I think they're going to – I think you're right. I think they're going to – I like Mitchell, but I think they're going to – I like the Jazz too in general, but I think they're just right. going to roll. I think it's going to be a five-game Yeah, series. right. Right. Um, and then that leaves us with this one's an interesting one because I think it's like, like it's a team that I think is I had in the fine going to the finals, but their team they're playing is pretty good. It's the uh, Clippers versus the uh, Mavericks. Right. You know, I, I I'm still gonna get the Clippers there even though you know they have Luca, but you know I'm, I just think they're gonna be too much. I think they win in six, 
but I think it's a really back and forth series for the most part. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the, I do have the Clippers. I'm going to stick with my original that I've been saying Clippers in the finals, but the Clippers are going to win. But I'll tell you that combo of Porzingis and, um, right. Porzingis shows up. They're going to give them a lot. They're going to get in a lot of trouble. Exactly. It's kind of tough when somebody that big can do literally anything on the court. It, and he was, you know, a top three pick in the draft or I forget where he got drafted, but he was like just drafted a couple of years ago. I know he had some, um, you know, he had the injury, but man, he's, he's special. There's a reason he was drafted so high and Luca, obviously. Exactly. Is, right. Luke is special. Right. He's another, he's another. Yeah. From so, reading, he's only what, 23 years old? I think so. I, I think he may be even, is he even younger? Is he might be younger than that, right? Luka Doncic. Let's see. Quick Google. He's 21. 21 years old. That's crazy, right. He just was able to drink. That's absolutely what, 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 what am I doing with my life? <laughs> You're telling me, Zach. I'm 25. I'm still. I'm still. I, I don't have a contract going. Um, yeah. So I'd probably go the Clippers in either six or seven. I I think it's going to be a tough series. But that's another series. Like if if Porzingis doesn't show up, that could be a quick quick game. Right. Exactly. Because I think you know they have Patty B, and you know he's gonna he could lock up. He's a one he can lock anybody guys. up. Right. Yeah. And right. Could come down to. I heard this today. Like it could come down to Lou will. If he performs too, like he's like a big part of that team as well. Like if they don't gel and he doesn't gel back in with the team, like that could be a tough road for them. Exactly. It's going to be interesting in the bubble for sure. Like you said. Um, so Eastern conference, what do you, uh, we got bucks magic first. What do we think? I, I mean, this one's pretty, I think this one's pretty obvious. Bucks. But I mean, yeah. bucks and four. Yeah, right. I, I I don't like – I think it's it's so hard to sweep, especially in, like, a situation like we said, the bubble where there's no fans and stuff. But I, that, I'd i probably give – I don't even want to give the Magic a game. I think it's going to no, be – No, I – no, no. It's like not I think the only the only chance that they had was if Giannis got suspended for an extra game. Yeah, that's the only – and then they maybe have a chance at that first game. Right. Um, but – I think I think you're right. It's Bucks and four. Uh, we got Pacers and Heat. That's a big rivalry game. What do you think about that? Yeah, one? yeah. I'm I'm just gonna ride Jimmy Butler. I'm gonna ride Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. I love the way he plays. I love Tyler Hero. Yeah, he's a. They um, had a. They're another surprise team that were like young and then they just came out of nowhere. Like, right. Being so, like right, and that's what I think. You know, Jimmy Butler's. I think Jimmy Butler's, you know, energy and the way he goes about his business is just, you know, it's kind of tough to, to not get behind him. Yeah. And also I, I put it like, even though the, I, I grew up hating the heat when I was, especially in high school, like I was not a heat fan whatsoever, but I'm a big Eric Spolstrom fan. I think he yeah. like an underrated coach. And I think that him with those young guys, he's actually, you know, it's hard with you and you have a guy like D Wade or LeBron to like kind of take control of a roster. And I think he did that pretty well, but, um, right. And he has a bunch of young guys. They're used to, you know, having their college coaches and stuff like that. So I think he does a great job. I think he did a great job this year. I'm probably going the heat 
in I'm going to give right. it a seven game series. I think they're going to go back and forth. I think the Pacers. I think the Pacers do have a think seven. Team. Okay. Yeah. I think that's going to be a fun back and forth. Yeah, Pacers are good, right? For sure. Um, we're going to skip. Uh, what we'll do? Uh, Celtics seventy sixers. What do you think? Because I, I think the seventy six. I think Celtics run away with it. Yeah, I I think the seventy, especially without Ben Simmons. I think which. I'm not a big fan right, of him exactly. anyway. I think that they – I know they have the bigs probably advantage in that matchup, but I think they're just no. going to – I think it's going to be Celts in five. Uh, I'll give them Celts in five. I'll give the 76ers a game. Yeah, I think it, yeah, I can, yeah, I like that. I just think it's so hard to sweep. Yeah. So, I think that they, they grab like probably a game, game three or something or game four, and then right. Celts win it. And then – you kind of mentioned it already, but Toronto yeah. and the Nets, what do you think? Uh, I think the Raptors in five. <laughs> yeah, I have to agree with you. I think the I don't think they have a chance. I think they got a, no. a good core going forward, even though uh, Kyrie's going to rip apart your team next year. And Yeah, hey, it should be interesting. We'll see. Hey, we had a good run for half a year when right them. so enjoy the exactly enjoy next season because probably midway through next year it probably is going to get ripped apart yep we'll see but kd uh, i'm a, i'm excited to see how he does with brooklyn because i i'm a big i like kd even though everyone gives him flack for going to golden state I'm a, he's one of the best players he probably is the best scorer ever to play the game and it's like yeah he is right exactly it's gonna be fun to see him play without like steph clay all right. Guys. I just hope that, you know, both of their attitudes don't get in the way from, you know, obviously in the outside looking in, but. Yeah, it'll be interesting, but, and also we'll see how the season, how this affects next year. Cause they're supposed to start NBA starts in September. Like right. spring That's training gonna be, camp, it's going to so be nuts. I don't know how they're going to do like preseason camp and stuff like that. Um, right. So, that's our bracket. We'll check back after the first round, Zach, and we'll see how we did. Uh, but it starts tonight, so it's I'm excited to get to playoff games. Right, yeah. It's starting right now. Um, so I think that we're getting towards the end of our show, so we're going to start, do our last topic of the show, and do our people's topic. The people's topic. All right. Uh People's topic, as always, you can write in on our Instagram, Twitter, or YouTube, wherever you want to send us a message at Big Red Zone on Instagram and Twitter, and just type in Big Red Zone on YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit the like button, subscribe. And John, do you want to read them off, or do you want me just to read them off? Uh, I got it. Twitter, huh? This is your time to shine in the show. This is my thing. Uh, Twitter slacking, so we're just gonna go right to Instagram. Uh, okay. Like, like, like Big Red said, at Big Red Zone, uh, I post the thing every what's say Monday. Posted Sunday night, usually sometimes Monday morning because I be forgetting. Um, first one is comes from our guy Joseph Celia. <laughs> uh, break. What is your breakout NFL team this year? And what is going to be, what do you think is your disappointing slash bust NFL team this year? Um, so I'm a huge Jets fan and I am riding the Sam Donald wave until <laughs> either of us die. 
Um, <laughs> I love him, and it will make me so happy if I see the Bucks just drain, just go down the drain. I'm so <laughs> over Tom Brady. I hate him. <laughs> I think I, if I saw him, I, if I saw him, I wouldn't ask for a picture. I would just walk right by him. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. You're just jealous. You're just nope. jealous, Zach. No, nope. that's it. Nope, 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 nope. Sorry. So, what's it, your breakout team is the Jets? Yep, I'm telling you. I'm seeing. I'm, I'm reading up on my reports from camp that started already. I got some beat writers on my Twitter. I'm all in. I think I think that's going to be your disappointment team at the end of the year. <laughs> we'll see. I don't see any. Hey, world. they won. They won seven games last year, and Sam Darnold missed three and played one game with Mono. But they do have a tough schedule because they play the West and they play the I think NFC. Yeah, because they play the Seahawks. They play the Niners. Yeah, we play um, the same. We play the same division. Yeah, Pats. Right. Uh, right. Now, I don't know if this counts as a breakout team because they've already been broken out, but everyone's writing them off and they're starting to jump back on the bandwagon. But I think my Patriots are going to be better than they think. Oh my God. They're going to, they're going to, I think I said, come on, dude. Like they have turned into what, what is your team? This isn't what's your breakout NFL team. You guys just said what your favorite team is. All right. Well, all right. If I had to pick a different team, I'm not saying you have to. I'm just saying you both just went for it. <laughs> all right. You want a breakout team? I'll give you a breakout team. I think I want a breakout team. I think the team that's gonna pop this year, and they've been kind of like flirting on that the last few years, is the Bills. We're staying the East with all that. I oh, you're Bills. gonna go with the Bills? Well, I wouldn't have gone with the Bills. Who are you going with? I don't know, but I hate the Bills. The Bills are gonna break out. I think they've been like they've been teetering and. I just couldn't do it with Tom still in. I think they have a shot to win the division. They have a really good offense. They have, you know, they just got digs. They got, um, they got uh, Brown. They have that young running back. They just drafted, I think, a running back. They had a good coach. Their defense always top in the league. I just, I I just don't believe, I don't believe in Josh Allen. You believe in Sam Donald more than Josh Allen? (laughs) Sam Donald gets so much hate. I'm telling you, man. Now, that dude, literally, Sam Darnold has not had a weapon in his both of his years. He missed time in both years and has shown an unbelievable – if you want, like, I'm telling you, do yourself a favor and go watch Sam Darnold 2019 highlights. Wasn't Le'Veon Bell on your team last year? Did you see how many yards he had? He couldn't move either. Every I time – I don't think that's They didn't have a running ball. game. They, that's what I, I mean. It's the offensive line. It was a joke. That's why Joe Douglas came in and just redid the whole offensive line. They signed like four guys to one-year deals. They drafted Becton from Louisville. I'm telling you, it was a different breed. And I, I think your main problem with that team – I don't think Sam Donald's the problem. I actually – I'm giving you a hard time. I actually like Sam Donald coming out of college. He was like one of my favorite quarterbacks in that draft. Right. I think – because it was that was the Baker draft, right? That was yeah. Baker, Darnold, Allen. One. Yeah, I, I think Darnold. I was like, I liked Baker just because of his like he was kind of like right, that right, hockey attitude, which kind and he was kind of like a gritty guy. So I kind of liked him a little more. But Darnold was one of my favorite guys coming out of that draft. So I'm I'm just messing with there. But nah, I just yeah. don't like Adam Gase. Like Adam Gase is like. He's yeah, your, he's your problem for it's your kinda, team. It's frustrating, right? Because it was frustrating, and then you know, Sam Darnold. I think like halfway through the year last year, kind of went in his office and said, "Hey, you know, I don't, I don't like half the shit we're doing." And then Adam Gase was like, "All right, finally, you know, you 
you told me this. Like, so I think, you know, that was their first year together. And, you know, hopefully this offseason, this training camp, you know, hopefully, I don't know. I, it's just so hard. It is hard to get behind him. You know, he's just a different breed with his attitude and everything. But I don't know. I, I hope that I'm wrong along with a lot of other people. But he also said that he does, he's not sure if he wants his all pro running back to be on the team. The guy that they just spent a lot of money on. And well, like, yeah. Like you, but can't then he also that. just came. He, he also just came out and said that we didn't run him enough, or we ran him too much last year because he was taking beatings on every play. But this year, they plan on running him like sixty-five to seventy percent of the of that's, the plays. That's probably because the ownership group got ticked at him and said we're yeah. going to lose Le'Veon Bell because he was going to request a trade. Right. That's, a, that's, exactly. that's exactly what like, I think. Right. Adam Gase is just, and I mean, I I not no offense, like. I just think he doesn't win in the NFL. Like, you, no, right. you look it's at his track t- right. record. He, right, right. It's interesting that, you know, that they hired him. But I don't know. Hopefully they know something that I don't. And the bus team, I think that was the other thing. You're going with the Bucks. You think yep. the Bucks are going to bust? Uh, I actually – I don't think the Bucks are going to bust. I don't think they're going to be as good as they were. But if I had to pick a bus team – I don't know. I don't think uh, you know. I'll I'll go out on a limb. I, no, I can't. I I think the Texans are going to see a big decline. But Ooh. I think because they know they just without there without yeah. Hopkins. Like I feel like Watson's going to be scrambling a lot more. They they added Brandon Cooks, but that's not really enough. So I don't think I think they're going to see a huge decline, and especially in their in their conference i don't don't know like the titans had a good end of the year they could have a chance to win the conference i don't know that's a tough one i was hoping you two were going to choose patriots and the jets (laughs) bust you think the patriots are going to bust no i'm saying i just i wish because those are your favorite teams so i wish zach chose the patriots to bust and you chose the jets zach hates tom brady more than the patriots that's i hate both of them If you, who's the just asking you who's the greatest quarterback of all time oh, next question <laughs> i know um, all right well this is the next question conveniently is a patriots question it comes from b fried seven he asks will sony michelle return to 2018 playoff form this year um well he just came out that he has a foot injury so that doesn't really sound too helpful um, I last year I said, and I defended Sony Michelle. I going into like fantasy drafts, I was going to pick him in a late round because I think he could. He was going to have like a decent year. His offensive line, like I, I think I just blame the offensive line for last year. He lost his center. I've said it a bunch of times, but he lost his center. He lost his two blocking tight ends. He lost his fullback. He lost his left tackle, and he may have lost one more. I think that was it. So he lost like five of like a possible, like eight people on the line that would block for him. So I, I mean, it depends if, um, Andrews is back to form. They just lost, um, I think it was cannon opted out. Um, so, I mean, it really depends. The Devlin just op, uh, Devlin retired. So, and their other fullback opted out. So, I don't think so. It's just sad to say because I think they shouldn't give up on him because he was a high, he was a first round draft pick. They shouldn't give up on him yet. 
uh, his offensive line is just not good. And they lost Dante Skarnecchia, who is the greatest offensive line coach I think I've seen. And we'll see how the offensive line does. But I don't think Sony Michelle was at all at fault for his like low numbers last year. Zach, you right. watched probably a lot of Patriots games last year. No, nope, <laughs> I watched I watched two last year and it was against the Jets. <laughs> I'm sorry you watched those. I went to I actually went to MetLife. John and I Oh yeah. Was, yeah. We went to MetLife to watch uh, the Patriots Jets game two years ago. It was a good one. They the Jets yeah. lost. I'm sure. Guys, your fans aren't too friendly. No, they're no, not. It's, they threw a water bottle at Hey, I, I, I wouldn't <laughs> talk too highly of Boston fans either. Oh, absolutely. No, I don't think any of us are defending Boston fans. <laughs> I don't I, I don't know. I don't – I wouldn't defend – I mean, we were up in the rafters, so that's where – if you go anywhere across any major right. sports, the rafters are probably not the greatest spot. However, one of our friends also wore an Aaron Rodgers jersey. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was getting a lot of flack, too. Uh, what do we so – we, we had a Drew Bledsoe jersey. I had, I had Corey Dillon. He was wearing Corey Dillon. One of our friends was wearing Steven Guskowski, and every time he kicked a field goal, he'd stand up and just go to the back of his jersey. That did not pan out too well for us. I think that's I think by the probably like the third or fourth time he stood up, that's when the water bottle came. Um, I think the greatest moment of that whole experience was like we were like you know obviously we're younger and we're celebrating a little too much. And one of the fans says, good job. You beat the Jets. And was one of the Jets fans was like, oh, nice. You beat the Jets. Really good job. So well, guess- one of our friends kept, I don't want to, we don't got to keep talking about yeah. it, but one of our friends kept, I remember we were, at the, we, were, we were in the bathroom. Everyone stands the urinals and our friend won't stop chanting J E T S L O L. He wouldn't stop. But that's enough of that, I guess. Yeah, I know. I know, Zach. It's tough when the Patriots just keep winning. But yeah, uh, well, that's over with. I don't <laughs> think so. I think they're going to be okay. Is there any more people's topics? Before? No, that's it. Okay, I think they're going to be. I, I. How? What's your record prediction? We'll play this back at the end of the season. We'll see who's closest. Who, For the Patriots? Yeah. Uh, I'll say seven and nine. Seven and nine? <laughs> Are you insane? What do you think? Do you think that it's going to be better or worse than the Jets? Well, I mean, you lost your two best franchise players. Who? Gronk and Tom Brady. He said who? He said who? Right. Gronk, what do you was mean? Gone. Gronk was gone last year, and he sat on the couch for two for a year. So, like, right? I but still, it's it still doesn't matter who you're going to get. No one's going to be better than he was at the tight end position. Right. I mean, yeah. Of course, you're going to see like a. Dick- and then you haven't had Cam Newton. Hasn't played in a year either. I think Cam is going to be. I think at least Cam has been in football shape for the last. Is getting has been getting yeah, in football shape I, over right, the last year. Right, I get that. And then and, I, the you know the chemistry that um, Belichick and Brady had was second. In, we're finding out it wasn't client, as you know. With, we're far- I know, but still, but I mean, they ran with it for six Super Bowls, five I Super think- Bowls, whatever it is. I had so much. I had. I thought they were going to be over five hundred with Jared Stidham. Just based on, I think just he's young. When Jared Stidham, I was thinking like he's young. He's gonna just buy into what they're saying. He's gonna they're gonna divide an off devise an offense that's really simple and able to like 
you know, a little mix of Tom Brady, but he also can run really well. So they're going to have a little rushing. Now I don't want to hear a mix of Tom Brady. <laughs> No, he's not going to be close to Tom Brady. I'm saying the system that he was in, like the short slants and like the five yards. I'm not saying a mix of like Tom Brady's ability. I mean the system that we were built around him. Yeah. Now with Cam, you just look. You just got rid of an MVP quarterback. Obviously the best, so it's going to be a little bit of a decline. But you just added an MVP quarter, a former MVP quarterback to that. And he's yeah, third. but I mean he wasn't playing for. For a reason, I, mean, I, I understand he was hurt, but I don't know. I, I like Cam. You know, I think his story is incredible. Um, I mean, I don't know. I just, you know, coming in from a completely different franchise quarterback to that, it, it's just going to be tough to replicate. Steve, you know, talking yeah. about when you're, you're, say you're Edelman and you see just everybody leave, and you're just sitting there, you're like, all right, what? what? Do, you, do you guys think Cam Newton kisses his son on the mouth? John, John mentions this like at least once an episode. It's that we so talk about weird. Talk I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. All right. Well, um, then we're not. See, we only won Super Bowls with a quarterback who kissed his son on the mouth. So now we're screwed. I don't know. Maybe we'll talk to Jared Stidham about kissing it. Or Jared Brian Stidham Wade definitely Brian. does. Jared Stidham definitely does. I don't think he has a kid. So I think. Oh, <laughs> I think Brian Horner does. Um, but to your point, Zach, like Edelman, I think is a, like, is just a, such a team guy. Anyway, I think he'll buy in with whatever we got. Right. I, yeah. I, I get that. And if you look around the other receivers we have, which is like, isn't a lot, but Muhammad Sanu has already been working out with Cam Newton for like the last, like two months. You have Nikhil right. Harry, who's young, who only played probably, what he was hurt for the first half of the year, so he only. I mean, like what six did, didn't Sanu? Wasn't he basically invisible for the time that he was there in the last year? He was dealing with injury last year as well. So right. I mean, okay. it is a question mark. Like I'm not saying Sanu is like the end all be all, but I think that this is a big year for him as well. Right? No, I agree. Like, you don't because he's shown flat. Like he was really good at Atlanta, but who knows what he's going to be like this year? I, I that is a question mark he could be really good or really bad like not as good but um Nikhil Harry obviously had chemistry issues with Tom Brady so maybe with a new quarterback your number one pick from last year right maybe that's a fresh start for him where's Josh um, Gordon this year he's he's trying to get back in the league because he was suspended because um like the weeds oh. but now they just made it like not illegal so he's like fighting it his suspension which should be if you're making it legal now uh, like okay in the league he's, like his suspension should be dropped that's a, but, that's a metaphor for the prison system <laughs> so <laughs> so we'll see like he uh, he's been rumored to talk with uh, going back to Seattle which is a possibility but I don't, I'm not really sure about that gotcha. um, he's been rumored with a couple teams I, I I think the Patriots are going. I'm going to say thir- uh, thirteen and three. Anywhere you are absolutely hammered. No, I'm just kidding. I, I, I'd probably go anywhere with that schedule too. Twelve and four. All right, let me. This <laughs> I know we're running over on time, but this needs to be this needs to be addressed right now. Dolphins, I think at home we win that game. At Seahawks, I will. You know, I I I'll. I'll accept that loss. 
Uh, Raiders, I think you win. Chiefs, I think you lose. That's two. Broncos, I think we win. 49ers at home is a tough game. But uh, all right, maybe I'm off on the three losses. But uh, uh, 49ers, I'll give you the loss. Bills, I think you win, win that game. One of the games. Jets, you were winning that game. Ravens is a loss. Texans, we win. Cardinals, we win. Chargers, we win. Rams, we win. Dolphins, we win. Bills at home, we win. Jets at home, we win. So maybe, maybe not. Three. We'll see. We'll see. I give them twelve and four. I don't I'm see. Changing. I don't see. I don't see you sleeping the Jets. Are you out of your? Split, but I see. That's you're out of your mind, that, bro. That, talk about the Red Sox with their wind taken out of their sails. The Patriots literally had their franchise player just say, "I'm out." But I think the difference. It's different. Between, it's different. It's. I'm telling you, it's different. It is different. It's a different scenario. The the Red Sox didn't know Mookie was rumored to say, "I want to stay." He was he was traded away. He didn't choose to leave. Tom Brady chose to leave. Right, and you, you know you kind of think you yeah right, but you kind of think you know this guy's won however many Super Bowls. Like, hey, we still got it going. You know, especially if they get Gronk to come back, you you have the same team. Maybe, maybe if I, I still don't think so. Cause a two things are different in that situation. One Tom Brady chose to leave. He didn't want to be there. Mookie for what people say he didn't, but I'm one of the people that said, I think, I think he wanted to go with whoever showed him the respect and paid him what he was due. And he didn't right. care if it was the, like, he, he would have been happy to stay in the Red Sox. He was, he was traded away. There's a difference between leaving on your own and being traded away. Yeah, and but, I mean, I think he had a little bit of a decision behind it, though, too. Probably, Especially the sign, you know. Yeah, probably choosing where to go. Like, if they said, we're going right. to trade you to so – we're going to trade you to one of these places, is that okay? Probably – they probably asked for some kind of preference because they had that rapport. Right. But he he did – like, I don't think that was his first choice. He would have rather signed an extension, which is hard to say. I don't know. I get it. Right, right. But you can say with Tom Brady for assurance, he wanted to leave. Number right. two – the Red Sox were left in the hands of Rob Renicky, who was going to retire this year. The Patriots are left with Bill Belichick, who's the greatest coach of all time. Right, so who, had his, who had his system quarterback under center, too. Then if it's just if – you're, if you're so confident it's only the system, then we can put no, any I'm quarterback saying, I'm not, in No, I'm not saying it's – no, you cannot – yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I don't I don't think it's I, like, I think they had a, they had a perfect storm with what they had before. You know, it's it's just going to be you can't just wake up and put Cam Newton in his shoes and say, "All right, like I, I the chemistry's got to be there." You know, it's it's And no mean am I saying like completely dude. They had this system for 15 years. I'm talking I'm talking about you said your comment was the wind out of the sails. I don't think the wind is out of the sails at all with that team in the locker room. And the third point I'm going to make is the the Red Sox were left with an outfield of leaving like your, your response to get it was at the time, Alex Verdugo, who we didn't really know. It wasn't a name. And Kevin Pillar, who both those guys are doing great. I'm not taking anything away from them, right. but we didn't know who they were. They weren't a star in the league. They weren't, we're now we're left with Cam Newton, who's an MVP. Like, I feel like the wind. I mean, yeah, I don't know. You're, like, you're talking morale in the locker room. I think morale in the locker room is fine because they added, they were able to add an MVP. Not, I'm not saying anywhere near Tom Brady. 
I'm just saying they're adding someone that no, is established I, right. in the league. I get league. that. Right. You know, I'm sure it's kind of a sense of breath air or uh, fresh air. Yeah. But I don't know. And uh, it's excitement. I think right, it's for sure. Because it's like, right. it's, it's a fresh start. And we, it's going to be exciting to see what happens. Also, Cam right. Newton is – everything I've read is really ticked off. So, I think he's going to have a monster – he has the potential to have a monster year this year because right. he's just – he's just insulting. A lot of guys are ticked off and they don't have monster years. So, I understand being ticked off. Like, you got to – But that's me- – I'm talking you know, mellow. Seems, you got to bring it. Right, Yeah. So I, I, and even, I think it's I agree, like, but you other stars around him to make him great. There's other stars on that team. You had the defensive player of the year. Uh, no. Who helps you? No. Stefan no, yeah. still on that defense. Right, he's going to help him on offense. He's not helping him on offense. He could help him if he gets, if they, he scores like three touchdowns again, like this season, he could help oh, him when he gets God. stops. He could Stop. help him when he's like, you're delusional. This gives up, you know, 14 points a game. That's putting Cam Newton. I think Cam Newton can find a way to get, you know, a couple touchdowns. You said their, their defense is going to put up 14 points a game? I don't know if it's going to be 14, but I think it's they could get – it's going to be low. Their defense is still good. They did lose to Hightower, which is – that's kind of a crushing blow. But I think the young guys – I think I'm, I'm a big Chase Winovich guy. So, okay. I think he's going to – he needs to step up too. Like, it's – I think the excitement about the passes, I have a lot of confidence in them, but right. it's also a see how they do kind of th- – I'm excited right. to see I, how no, they I, perform. I'm biased too, so. Yeah. I, I, I'm a little biased as well too. I, I th- Not against the Jets though. I have a very rational feeling about them and they stink. They're, they're going to be right. bad. We'll see. We'll Minus see. Sam Darnold. I'll give you Sam Darnold. I think he does – I think he's better than people say, but – Right. I just think we'll they need to find a like Brian Flores in Miami is doing a great job. And another young coach, like we were talking about, like just like kind of connects with his guys. I think Adam Gase is just like on another planet. I think he's just right. I don't know. Big Adam Gase vibe. Let's hope. Let's hope not. We'll see. I, I'm hoping. I'm not going to hope not. I hope they stink. <laughs> they don't stink. That's going to be bad for the Patriots. Right. We already have the Bills that are going to be really good. I don't want the Jets to be good too. <laughs> Um, but I know we got a little off track, but thanks again for the two people that wrote it, uh, our two people's topics. Uh, like John said, uh, you can write in not even just on Sunday, anytime during the week at big red zone, on our Instagram and Twitter, uh, tell a friend to listen to the podcast. We always forget that part. Tell a friend, to listen to the podcast and also go on our YouTube, hit the like button, subscribe to our channel. Uh, Zach, it was great having you on. Always great to see you. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, and also, Thanks. You know, sorry it took so long. But... No, no, it just have. It's not about the journey, man. It's just the getting there. That's uh, is that what the saying is? I don't know what the saying is. <laughs> something like that. Exactly. Um, some like but, something like that. But uh, also, reminder: you can find Zach's uh, podcast, the compound. It's the compound, right? The compound. The compound, the right compound, tag? yep, yep, and um, also on Instagram, yep. we'll tag him in all our uh, posts and stuff this upcoming week. So, thanks again, Zach, producer John, and have a great week, everyone.